when you really have encountered, things change. Victory is mine before my eyes can see. You need a new birth experience. Now there's nothing that can keep me from my promise. Set apart to God. Direct access. Welcome, everybody. Hope you're well. Welcome to Breaking Through with James Levesque. I'm James Levesque. And listen, like every program, I believe this is your day for a breakthrough. Man, I love already some of the emails and different things we've been getting back. I love how the broadcast is blessing you. Look, today we got a special show for you. I'm going to call this one All In. All In. You know, I had a wild experience recently uh, with a window cleaner. Yeah, window cleaner. We're looking to get our windows cleaned at our house back in Connecticut. And, I, you know, I looked and I tried to get different quotes from different people. And one of the guys that was highly recommended, um, I reached out to him and I was like, you know, he, he didn't know what I was. I said, you know, we need to get a quote, whatever. So he comes to the house. It was a rare time that, like, I was home. You know, we have a lot of people helping us and usually are in and out of the house. But this time I was home. And so he knocks on the door and he's like, uh, you know, I'm here. He had the little window, you know, whatever. He's ready to go. Give me a quote. Had his clipboard. And he said, uh, you're the pastor. Now this is bizarre. I'm not even at the church. I'm at my house. I said, uh, yes, I am. And he's like, so you've really encountered God, huh? And I was like, what? I mean, I was on my way out the door. Like, I wasn't expecting this. And I was like, yeah, I have. Why? What's up? And he said, you know, I saw your name on the email and other people in town have heard of you. And I, I decided to look you up, which, you know, really? And he's like, I've watched some of your videos and I'm really kind of impressed. You know, it's kind of amazing. He's like, I'm spiritual too. And I was like, okay, this is getting weird. He said, oh, man, I play the didgeridoo, and, like, I know what that is. And he's like, and I teach, you know, at the local yoga and this and that and Eastern religion. And he goes, man, I like Jesus too. Like? He said, look, on my mantle is like, every, I have Jesus as a little figure right next to Buddha and all the other gods. He's like, man, he's part of my prayer team. What? Part of your prayer team? What do you mean part of your prayer team? And he's trying to tell me how like, you know, how like spiritual he is. And I'm going, bro, like, nah. And he goes, let me ask you a question. Why Jesus? Why did you go all in for Jesus? That's crazy to think about, right? It reminds me of a, a buddy of mine recently called me on the phone that I knew from like way back when I wasn't born again, right? We were like, you know, on the block. I grew up in the projects. 
And my friend was like, yo, man, what happened to you? Look what's going on. God changed your life. And he's like, man, you're a pastor? Like, like, you know, you, you get paid from doing this? And I'm like, well, no minimal salary, but yeah, there's donations. And, and I realized something. He was almost asking me like a business. And I said, hey, man, look, I love you. I love that you're, you know, interested in what I do. But the bottom line is this. I'm not a pastor. It's the encounter with God that is everything. It's not this. Look, all this stuff, guys, is secondary to meeting Jesus. Ministry is an overflow of encountering God. This isn't, you can't plan this out. You don't get what I have on my life in a Bible school. Are you kidding me? This is having an encounter with Jesus. And when you encounter God, you will go all in. And that's what I try to tell the window cleaner. When you really meet him, your light, it's, you don't, I can't explain it to you, man. You play a didgeridoo and, and Jesus is like a dude on your altar. The bottom line is, who is Jesus Christ to you? He's one of three things. Jesus Christ is either like, you know, like an avatar, like an emoji, not, not a real person. He's kind of like a cartoon character. Jesus is a good guy, right? That's what he was to the window cleaner. You're a good, that's what he is to Muslims. You're a good guy. You're a prophet, you're whatever. So he's either fake, an emoji, an avatar. He's either a good guy. Or number three, he's who he said he is. And that's the son of God, right? He, no man can come by the, to the father but through him. There's no other way to heaven but through Jesus Christ, his son, acknowledging that and giving your life to him. And so when I was trying to talk to the window cleaner, I had to share my story with him. It wrecked his life. He was changed forever. Prayed for him. God met him that day. And he, I mean, he's changed. But it, it's not as simple as why did you go all in for Jesus? Like, it always blows my mind when I see people that are not that passionate for God. Like, man, I didn't get saved and have to like, this ain't forced excitement. Do you understand me? Like, I really, really got saved. Like, he changed my life forever. And what I was trying to explain to the window cleaner is, it wasn't a choice to go all in. When he met me and he encountered me, I was never the same again. I immediately went to my school and started praying for the sick and seeing miracles. I started planning churches, literally at 18 years old. Can you imagine an 18-year-old planting churches? That was me. And that's why at my age now, I've been doing it for so long. Because I started young. When I met God, I met him. And what I realized today is there's not a lot of people that are all in. And my question to you today is, are you all in? Is, have you given everything to Jesus? Or let me ask you this. Have you even encountered him? Right? Are you like, man, I really, man, I feel the power and the passion on your life, Pastor James, but I don't, are, you don't know if that's for you? Then you haven't met him. When I see people living in sin and living crazy today, I just know you ain't touched him. Because when you encounter God, you'll never be the same again. Here's what I want to do. Coming up next, I want to show you a video clip that I made of my testimony. This is a beautiful, rare experience. I'm going to share with you exactly what happened to me that day the Lord met me in my house. Can you imagine the whole story? Someone asking me if I knew who Jesus was, me crying to God, out to God at my mom's house and the fire of God that fell in my kitchen and changed my life forever. Coming up, I want you to see it right now. You're gonna be blessed. 
We're going to pray for you after the break. Check out the clip. What's up, everybody? James Lebeck here. Hope you guys are well. Thanks for tuning in this broadcast. Look, I want to share with you something I don't always get a chance to share. It's my salvation story. Uh, uh, really, a bolt of lightning came out of heaven and uh, really saved my soul and called me, you know? Um, I grew up in Connecticut, never knew the Lord. No one in my family was ever saved. And, uh, but I do remember as I was growing up, always having a conscience of the Lord. You know, I knew there was something out there. Um, I knew that, um, that I was a leader, people were drawn to me. And I remember it was, it was uh, August 25th, 95. Well, really we would have to back up a few weeks. I was messed up on drugs. And I went to my buddy's house one night and uh, his room smelled like socks, so I didn't want to stay there. And I ended up laying in his couch or his recliner. I didn't, I was so out of my mind, I didn't notice his mother was there. And I'm trying to go to bed, it was about midnight, and, and she leans over to me and says, Jamie, can I ask you a question? I'm like, out of my mind, I look over to her, I'm like, you're here? And I'm like, what do you need? She said she had a Bible on her lap. It was like big enough to choke a moose. I mean, this thing was light, you know what I mean? And I look, and she said, I need to ask you a question. I said, what is that? She said, do you know who Jesus is? No one's ever asked me that question. And I kind of looked at her trying to blow her off. And I said, of course I do. Leave me alone. We all know who he is. And I was, I got kicked out of a Awana program, I told her when I was a kid. And she said to me, I, I want you to come to church with me. You want me to give you a ride to Six Flags is what she said, come to church. I said, I'll go to church. Well, I went. It was a Wednesday night, and uh, man, did I know my life would be transformed. I, I didn't really feel like I fit in. I was kind of from the city, and everybody was there was suburbs, but I remember a testimony that night. Somebody gave a story how they were set free um, from gangs, a gang life, and got delivered immediately, actually, at a Benny Inc. crusade. And I'm hearing this story, and I'm thinking, really? And she said she was, uh, you know, in the Latin Kings, and she said all these things, and then she started naming people I knew. And that's when I went, wow, this person really met the Lord. And so now I'm all wondering the whole service, could God really be real? Like, did he really set her free? And that night, the, the, my friend's mom that gave me that testimony, she took me home that night. I never had my dad in my life. My mom was passed out drunk ahead of me as I walked in the projects. But right before I got out of her car, she handed me a Bible. And she said, I want to give this to you. And I looked at it. You know, I mean, look, I'm so thankful it was the Word of God. It was a, a Bible that I, you know, I mean, it was a cheap little Bible, but it was a Bible, thank God. She handed it to me and I walked in my house, my mom's house. She was passed out drunk ahead of me. And as I walked in, I took a, I took a, a left towards the kitchen. There was a window there. I was gonna go back out with my friends. It was late, but I was gonna go hang out on, on the block. And I put the Bible down in front of me on the counter. And there was something in me that just wondered, is he real? Is that story I just heard, could it really be true? And my thing was this, look, if there was a man that really came to earth named Jesus Christ and he set people free and he did miracles and he delivers people from drugs, I'm thinking, man, I wanna know him. And all of a sudden I could feel the room start to change. And I looked up to heaven and I, man, I prayed a daring prayer and I just yelled. I didn't even know if God was there. I never opened the Bible in my life and I said, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. And, you know, I mean, I need not know nothing about God, but I'm basically like, look, I don't know if you know who I am. If you don't, what I said was, if you don't BS with me, I won't with you. I didn't even know the Lord, friends. But I said, if you're real and you show me you're real, 
I'll give the rest of my life to tell people that you are real. And as soon as I said that you are real, man, a lightning bolt shot out of heaven and hit me right in my chest. I fell right out, didn't even know what was happening. All of a sudden I'm on the ground and I'm weeping and I'm laughing and I'm weeping and I just feel this surge of power hit my chest. I'm yelling and I'm yelling and I don't know any other way to release this like, this, this, this pressure on the inside of me. And all of a sudden I start speaking in tongues. I didn't even know what it was. A prayer language starts coming out and I'm like pinned to the floor and I'm like yelling, Jesus, you are real. Jesus, you are real. And I, I mean, I was on the floor for hours. And when I got back up, my life was different. And I opened the Bible and I knew that, that I was just gonna give the rest of my life to meet that Jesus. You know, the reality is we all have images of who the Lord is in our life, right? I mean, I thought he was somebody, you know, that day she asked me, do you know who Jesus is? I was like, yeah, we all do. But the reality is I didn't. And the Jesus that I thought I knew was the one that, you know, kicked me out of Sunday school. I remember, you know, the, the bus would come around and pick up the project kids for the Baptist program. And I remember the day they kicked me out of the program and they're driving me home to my mom's house and they're like, you're never gonna be allowed back here again. And I'm like, who cares? I don't even know what church is. And they said, we're gonna tell your mom you're kicked out of church. And I'm like, you can't, she's deaf and drunk. So the truth is we all have an understanding of who Jesus is, but do we really know who he is? In that day, I didn't just meet the Jesus on a page, right? If you Google Jesus, you know what's gonna come up? Some like pansy looking Lord with a lamb over his neck or some little, you know, Spanish candle. I mean, what is this friends, really? That's what you get when you Google Jesus. But the reality is, I didn't meet that, man. I didn't meet Google image Jesus. I met the God of glory. And my life was marked forever. There was non-negotiables. He's a God of power. And that was my prayer, reveal yourself to me. Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And the reality is, friends, you may have had an understanding of who Jesus is. You may have you know, some preconceived notion of who Jesus is. But when you encounter him and that fire burns in you and that power touches your life, you will never be the same. I didn't, you know what I didn't have to do? Get off that floor and ask for open doors to preach. I didn't have to get off that floor and hope that someone recognized me on Facebook. I got off that floor and I started witnessing, man. I started seeing miracles. I started laying hands on the sick. Everything I read in that book, I believed. And it, and it took a boy with no edge. I dropped out of high school in ninth grade, man. I had a kid at 15 years old. It took a boy as a teenager that nobody would have called to the ministry and brought him to 70 nations around the world. That's the encounter. So today, I'm asking you the same thing. Do you know who he is? Who, who, who has he been told to you? Or do you know him personally and you know him in an intimate way? Because that fire, that power is for every believer. I do not believe that you and I were meant to live outside of encounter. Somehow we're just okay living on this low level of life, but we're supposed to be encountering God and that, that power and that fire is supposed to transform us. You know, the reality is so many people live attacked. I travel the world and they, why am I going through this? Why is this so difficult? You know when it's not difficult? When his power and that intimacy with the Father is the center of everything you have. See. The way in is the way on. I started with fire and power, and that's what has been sustaining my life and been the source of everything in my life. 
I was thinking the other day about the scene from Saving Private Ryan. They're all trained, they're invading the beach in Normandy and they're all geared up and ready to go and everybody knows what's supposed to happen. And all of a sudden they hit the beach and, and it got unscripted. People were dying everywhere getting, it was so horrible, right? People getting shot in the head and buddies that were praying one minute in the boat are now alone. And there's a scene that they all get on the shore and they start looking at one another and he looks over to Tom Hanks and he goes, what are we supposed to do next? I feel like that's a lot of believers. They're going through trauma, they're frustrated, they're struggling, and they're like, what do we do next? I'm telling you, the next step comes from that presence and that power. So the same lightning that touched my life, that same pop fire, that same power wants to touch your life. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. If you've never known the Lord, today's your day. If you've known him for many years, there's a fresh outpouring that God wants to, I promise you, that God wants to give you in this hour. And you're not going to wonder what is God doing on the earth or what is he saying today? You're going to live and move and breathe that fire. So if you're watching, this has been a blessing to you. Man, I get to share the story that I met. Jesus, man, I want you to meet him because I was undone when I got off that floor. Some thought I was a rebel for many years. I just, I love the church in all aspects and all forms, I promise. But I'm not content to leave her there. We are called to walk as heavenly people in glory and in power. So I want to pray for you today that God would touch you and transform your life in a powerful way. Stretch your hands to this broadcast. I want to pray for you. Man, I feel a fresh wind of heaven that's about to come on your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, come on, there it is. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your power. I thank you for every person watching this broadcast. I pray you would capture them again afresh. I declare that God will restore to you the joy of your salvation. God, open the eyes of our understanding that we may see. I thank you for that fire. I thank you for that precious power that you only carry, Jesus. And the same God that touched my life that day is invading homes right now. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm believing God touched your life. Signing off. Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire, preparing for an end time outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autograph copy. Log on to jameslevesque.org and get your copy today. Welcome back, everybody. The question today is, are you all in? You probably just got so blessed on that testimony that I did recently. Changed my life forever. I got to tell you that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And I was a little kid in the projects. Most people thought I would never amount to nothing. Dropped out of high school. Had a kid at 15. Look, you would have never called me to the ministry. But thank God he calls those his own. And the power of God changed my life forever. And I went from a really dysfunctional kid that nobody believed in to a mighty man of God when he touched my life. And the same thing is available for you. My question to you today, friends, is are you all in? Are you all in? You know, Leonard Ravenhill was a great revivalist. I love some of his books. He wrote Why Revival Tarries. Uh, he wrote America's Last Stand. He was a great author. And when he died... He has a tombstone in Texas 
And it's amazing. And, I, and this, on his grave, can you imagine this? It says this. Are the things that you're living for worth Christ dying for? Oh, that's good. That guy's dead. And look at like this tombstone is so powerful. It is supposed to be a smack in the face. The reality is the answer is going to be no. We can't live worthy of that life. But it gets you thinking. You know what it gets you thinking about? Eternity. We live so temporal, right? We're so, it's all what's now, right? You hurt me now or my job now or my kids now. But are we living for eternity? Are we living for what he died for? And that's a powerful, like, are you all in? And what are you all in for? Are you all in for politics? Because that's a waste of your passion. Are you all in for, you know, just trying to change some law or, you know, trying to like, you know, whatever. Look, we have to be all in for what God was all in for. I preach all the time around the world and thank God, you know, I, I mean, God's used me a little bit. I don't feel like I've done much yet. I'm still starting out. But I'll see God move powerfully in cities all around the world. And there's always people that come up to me. It's always some bitter old guy or some bitter old woman. And they run up to me and they're like, I was you. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? I was you. I used to preach about miracles and I was really bold and I always did. And I was you. And I'm like, uh, no, you ain't. They were me. Like there was a time in their life they would say the right things. But now disappointment set in probably giving themselves to sin and things that don't matter in life. So you're not me. Are you all in? You're, if you have to say I was you, first of all, they weren't me. But they're saying I used to have that passion and have to speak that message and I really believed like you do. Well, then why did you stop? See, the way in is the way on. We come to Christ, we got to continue that way. Are you all in? And here's the bottom line. You can't be a full-time Christian with part-time participation. I used to manage coffee shops. I really did. Tim Hortons came into the region up in Connecticut. I managed Rhode Island. I managed like three of them at once. And it so was hilarious to me. Somebody would come in, right? Okay, we're about to do an interview. You want a job. Here's the application. Here's your first interview. And we would ask you, what are your skill sets? What are the things you're good at? How would you handle customer service? And then I'd ask a question. Do you want benefits, meaning insurance? Man, oh, I wish I could film it. These people, yes, I need benefits. I absolutely need, full, I need insurance. I need health insurance. I need full, ben, full, full insurance. And I would say to them, it's going to be 30 hours a week. And they would say, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. And then I have another question. What is your availability? You wouldn't believe these people. Well, you know, Mondays, I have to, well, I got after school. So it'll be like 4 o'clock to 7 p.m. And then Tuesdays, Wednesdays, I can't. But then Thursday, you know, I could come in from 9 to 10 a.m. But then I really got to, not until 3 to 5. And then Saturday, I might be out. Like, wait, what? You realize when I'm asking you what your availability is, what I'm saying is, Give me a broad availability so I can go within your availability to find the needs of the store. These people were telling me like, like they're doing me a favor. And it, was, it never failed. You would get your first paycheck, you would open it up, and then they'd come in my office and get upset at me. I don't have health insurance. 
I'm like, Becky, you work nine hours a week. I just told you when you got hired in the interview process, we were sitting right over there. How many hours a week? I mean, do you want full benefits? Yes. What's your availability? You gave me a 10-hour availability. So you can't be that shocked when you're not getting the full benefits. You can't, if you're working at this store, you can't have full-time benefits with part-time work. And I'm going to tell some of you believers something today. You're not going to get the full-time benefits of being a Christian with part-time participation, right? I'm not asking you what your ability is. God's not concerned with our abilities. You know what he's concerned about? Our availability. Are you available for what God has called you to do on this earth? Are you making yourself like, here I am? Because you saw my encounter. And if you're just tuning in, rewind the tape or find us on our YouTube channel. Or when the rerun comes, listen to my testimony. Because when that happened to my life, friends, you know what I said to the Lord? My availability is everything, whatever you want. I'm available 24-7, 365. I'm not going to say no. The answer is yes. Whatever you want me to do, I'm here for you. Look, that's the result of encounter. When you, have, when you meet the Lord, you're never going to be the same again. When you meet God, he's going to change your life forever. Think about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus came to the Lord, met him. Remember, he climbed the tree and God came to his house that night. Can you imagine being like Zacchaeus' great, great grandkid? And one day there's like a picture on the wall of one of your patriarchs, like, you know, in a tree. And you're like, yo, Zacchaeus was your great, great grandfather. When you encounter Jesus, it changes generations forever. That's what happened to me. First generation believer, it will never be said again. From now on, my family is blessed because I encountered Jesus. From now on, they, you know, my last name, which was given to me, it was adopted. It doesn't mean anything. It actually means bishop. The Lord knew. I went to Paris to preach. They're like, your last name means James the bishop. I was like, it's like an adopted name. I want to pray for you today that God would encounter you in your homes. Maybe you haven't had a touch like that. Maybe you're not all in. Well, today is the day we repent from being on the sidelines and we get in the game. Stretch your hands with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every person watching within the sound of my voice. I thank you that your power is available to heal, that you're, you're here with us. I break every distractions. We repent from being on the sidelines and we get in today. And today we become all in. God, encounter us afresh. Light a fire today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on. Amen. Look, I trust that today you've been encouraged. And let me tell you, we were never meant to live without encounter. So whatever you do, encounter God today. And let's believe that you are stepping into the greatest days of your life. We are living on days of heaven on earth. It's time to jump in and be full-time believers. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. We'll see you next time. Breaking through. We love you.